When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues Podcast from home edition. Not like it would make a difference from where you're listening, but Peter and I are home for this episode. Myself being Josh, my friend, my co-host being Peter. And once again, our friend Alex is not joining us. He's just, I guess, he's so busy with other things except, you know, his podcast that uh, he should be caring about a little bit more than he is. But, you know, it is what it is because apparently, Peter, here's the deal. The more that Alex continues to not show up on this podcast, the more Chelsea win matches that's happened in the last couple episodes. And if you want to keep not joining, let's have him do that because Chelsea keep winning. This one, again, it was a match that they should have taken care of business in. That's exactly what they did. Peter and I watched the first half together, and it was like a, a feeling of, oh, this is, um, you know... Uh, shaky normal Chelsea this season and then the second half they really showed uh, that they were the better squad and that's again what they should have done Uh, the four goals coming uh, from the first one being an own goal a penalty from Cole Palmer a Raheem Sterling blast and a Nico Jackson goal in the 74th minute and then the other goal scored by the the one goal scored by Burnley was um what was his name like Odebert Odebert or something He's literally 18 years old. That's close enough. Your air is close enough. You know, whatever. Uh, Peter, how are you doing and and how are you feeling after this win? Well, I'm doing great because like you say, we're home. We're watching the game together. So obviously when they score 11-ish minutes in or whatever it was, you're like, okay, of course, when I actually get to watch this game with my friend for the first time in a while, of course, they're going to go back to being usual Chelsea and start losing and playing poorly in a game where they have... They should have no chance of losing realistically because it's against Burnley who have been struggling the entire year. And that's what ended up happening. Uh, Like you said, the first half was shaky. I think getting getting that goal towards the end of the half, it was an own goal, but it was really all created by Sterling, who, by the way, that was such a good performance. That was, I mean, to be fair, he's had a few of those kind of performances in a Chelsea shirt. But if I'm being real, that's probably the best one I've seen at least in a while, arguably ever in a Chelsea shirt. He looked so dangerous. Every time he took on a Burnley defender, he would beat them. He would get great balls in. He he was just doing everything you would want from your winger. And I mean, that's what we need. I think I remember specifically the last time Sterling had a game like this. I said that we look, we are so much of a better side when Sterling and at his be- at his, is at his best, when he's so dangerous. And then they have to take account of him. And when they have to worry about him, they have to worry about his pace, they have to worry about his dribbling, crossing, whatever, all those attacking qualities that gives opportunities for other people to do things. And I mean, we didn't even need other people to do things because he literally did it all on himself. He won the penalty. He probably would have scored the penalty. He scored a goal. He basically 
he 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 just had the best performance you could have by a winger. He was involved in almost all the goals, if not all of the goals, honestly. But just a great performance from him. Great performance from everyone. Uh, I don't want to start going through uh, every player like I used to do. I've I've kind of grown away from that because. But I just want to also say that Moses Caicedo, the past two games especially, has been so 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 good. He's just, I mean, it's what we spent the money on. It's why he's worth the money. He wins almost every tackle, and the way he reads the game is so good. He knows exactly where the the opponents are going to pass it before they even think about it, and he's already there, and he can intercept it, and then we can counter off of that. It's just, it's it was much needed after last season. I think our pivot was a bit uh, lackluster, especially defensively. But, I mean, it's just a great performance. It's just so great. Uh, obviously, we have a tough run of matches coming up, so, I mean... I don't really have that much confidence for them, but at least we get to go into the suffering that might happen with a very good win today. Yeah, and Peter, we'll, we'll get to kind of talking about no previewing matches individually, but we will definitely uh, make sure to touch on Chelsea's upcoming schedule. I do want to run through the stats at this point in the episode. We had nine to ten shots, uh, Burnley favoring that by one, although five to three in shots on target, uh, leaning Chelsea's way. 63% of possession the Blues had. There were some fouls here and there, some fun stuff happening in the first half. A big kick that Mark Kukurea had uh, that was kind of stupid. And then a, a couple Chelsea players, including Kukurea, I forget who the other player was, I was complaining to the ref, both got yellows for it. Uh, and then because a Burnley player stopped the ball during a Chelsea free kick in the first half, I remember there was a penalty there. So, you know, some kind of chippy stuff here and there. 11 to 8, Burnley led the fouls. 4 to 2, Chelsea led in the yellow cards. Uh, and then there were 4 to 2 in offsides. Burnley uh, had the majority of those. And then Burnley also had the majority of corners, 7 to 3. So with this win, Chelsea now moves to 3-2-3 three, and three on the season. They do not move into the top 10 uh, just yet, although we hope if they keep winning, they keep you know moving up. We'll eventually be in the top 10. Uh, the Blues will. They have 11 points now on the year, and Burnley with this loss uh, stays. I think they were already, so they stay in 18th uh, with the four points. Um. I don't know, Peter, if you want to go to like any goals individually. I mean, I thought, like you said, Raheem Sterling did his thing. We haven't actually done yet this season, I think, because all three of us haven't been here or it's been a Chelsea loss or a draw, uh, the player ratings. But definitely, if we ran through those today, Raheem Sterling should 100% get a 9 uh, for his efforts in the match Not this a 10? Morning. You, don't think he, you don't think he deserves a 10 for that? A 10 is like unbelievable, like insane. That wasn't performance. A, you, you don't think that was you, an unbelievable, insane performance? When do you know, ever man. see 10s in match ratings, though? That's okay, true. But if there was a like, time, that's like Kylian Mbappe World Cup three goals in one match type of thing. Okay, that's fair. But for that's a that's a 10 performance for a player on Chelsea this season. How about that? <laughs> I mean, I would agree if you're looking at the overall season. Um, but if you're looking at just today's player ratings, I think it would be a nine, which is obviously, as we both know, how player ratings work and how they're they're normally lower than um, than what you expect. Uh, a nine is pretty superb, uh, in my opinion, and the in the opinion of Peter and all of Chelsea fans. Although um, you know he seems to be looking for that ten spot for Sterling, which you could definitely you know make an argument to to put that in your own standards. 
Um, that that's just what I feel, and I, I think what other journalists uh, in the industry probably felt when they ran through their player ratings, and I think probably most of them did give Sterling a nine. If there's any below that, then there's that's where we have a problem. Uh, again, I have no problem with a ten if you feel that he was that you know played that uh, well, uh, but an eight or below, Sterling deserved way more than that in this game, um, and he deserves any of the praise uh, that he is getting at this moment. And again, regardless of the side, whether or not, you know, you can make the argument and you're completely right. Burnley is a struggling team in the Premier League. They are going to get relegated most likely. But that's the part that a normal soccer club needs to do correctly and a good soccer club, which is what we see in, you know, a few seasons ago from Chelsea. Good teams beat up on bad teams. And that's what Chelsea did in this match. They took care of business. That's my phrase that I want to use here. Scoring four goals on Burnley. Yeah, you're going to be like, well, it's Burnley to everyone who's not a Chelsea fan. But to Chelsea fans, that's them saying, all right, this shows that we are at least somewhat, at least you would hope, of a decent club enough to take down someone like a, rele- a relegated squad uh, in, in, in Burnley. Um, and that's what I would have to say there. Looking, um, I, I do just want to mention one thing, and that was the absolute unbelievable ending. And I know, you know, not to bring up Man United or anything, but uh, Man United played Brentford earlier today. And uh, for anyone who didn't watch, Brentford was up 1-0 uh, from a Jensen goal in like the, the first half, early in the first half. Um, and McTominay scored not one, but two goals in the 90th plus minute to win that game. Like, that's something that you're not going to see a Chelsea player do this season. And I I mean, like, miracles happen, and they happen all the time. I understand that. But I just, Peter, and, you, and I, the reason I brought up this match, not it wasn't just out of nowhere. I, I actually wanted to bring up this discussion of, like, I don't see a player on Chelsea's roster. Maybe it's Raheem Sterling after this match, but I, I could not see a Chelsea player on this roster that if this team was down 1-0 heading into the 90-plus minute of stoppage time, that a player could step up that much um, and give two, not one, but two late goals to get a victory. That's a very good point, honestly. I'm glad you brought this up because I agree. I don't think... I think Raheem Sterling right now at this current instance would be your best bet. But I do think once he gets back from injury, Christopher Nkunku would be able to do that. I do think that. With the way he was performing in preseason, the way he was scoring, he showed that in the system, he's going to be set up for success. We know how much talent he has. We've seen him play in the Bundesliga. We've seen him on the national stage. We know how good of a player he is. I think he'd be able to do it. I also think if St- okay, Sterling's just a very hot or cold player in a game where he's playing well, I could see him doing that. But in a game where he's playing bad, there's absolutely zero chance. But if I had to pick any player on the Chelsea roster that would be able to do that, it would be Christopher Nkunku when he's healthy. Obviously, that being said, he's not right now. And so that's why I'm saying I think Sterling would be the best bet. But I think there's quite a substantial gap between how much I think Nkunku could do that versus how much I could think Sterling could do that. Uh, what do you think about that? No, I mean, I agree with you. I'm, I'm also glad I brought it up because, you know, if, you know, Man United didn't score two goals today, we wouldn't have this topic of conversation. So I guess thanks to Man United for that. And that's the only thing I'll thank them for uh, basically at any time, unless, you know, they're the reason that we end up like winning the Premier League one day or, or knock off a team, you know, something happens. Anyway, uh, enough Manchester United talk. I think um, 
it's all a wait and see game with Christopher and Kunku, right? Uh, the player that we hope to see, haven't seen him yet. <laughs> and he's the guy that's supposed to be taking control of our um, front position, our goal scorer, our replacement for the failure that was Timo Werner. And, you know, you couldn't even kind of throw Kai Havertz into that mix as well. But it was more Timo Werner with how many goals he was scoring in the Bundesliga when Chelsea brought him over to England. The whole thing was, okay, he's going to be our primary goal scorer. And he just never lived up to that. Um, and, and that's what the goal was for Romelu Lukaku as well. That was, that's now the goal for Christopher Nkunku. And because of the injury, we just haven't been able to see him do that. So sure. I, Peter, give it a few matches when Nkunku comes in. And I think he could definitely be, uh, the, the player, uh, that can score those two goals in magnificent fashion to give Chelsea a win, but it's all like a wait and see game there. Uh, is there any other points you have to the topic we were just discussing before I transition. I would just say I also think Reese James has the clutch gene. I think obviously another player with another injury, of course. Oh yeah, <laughs> obviously. But I uh when when healthy and very key point saying when healthy, especially when it comes to Reese James, I think he would also be able to do it. But obviously it is harder for a defender to get into the positions that McTominay did, even though he is a CDM himself. But I do think they were playing him further forward. Uh, I don't really know. I wasn't I was watching the Chelsea game, not the menu game. I'm just assuming based on the fact that he was able to score two goals that he was higher up. I think Reese James is clutch enough to do that. If he can stay healthy and <laughs> very big if he can stay healthy. But when he's healthy, he is our captain after all. I think he would be able to do it. All right. And just before we head over to the Chelsea schedule, which are going to preview the next couple games here for the Chelsea football squad uh, or Chelsea football club, whatever you want to call it. it they both make sense uh, that Peter kind of alluded to earlier. Uh, let's throw in a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, and let's talk about Chelsea's next two matches because uh, they are against some tough opponents, mostly just the first match, though. We get a couple of weeks off here on the Talking Blues podcast, get a week, uh, actually two weeks off, if you think about it, if we don't do a preview for this match, and maybe we'll be here if any crazy news happens before then, but no match next weekend for the Chelsea Football Club. Uh, is, it, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I don't know, because Chelsea might need a couple weeks to prepare for this huge match against the London rival in Arsenal, third in the Premier League table right now, while Chelsea sit in 11th, Arsenal 5-2-0 on the season, still waiting to get their first loss, and I don't know if Chelsea's going to be able to hand it to them, but before that, Arsenal has a match tomorrow morning as we're recording Saturday night here in the East Coast, and that's against the number two Man City. What a match that's going to be tomorrow morning. We'll be up. We'll be watching. Uh, that's going to be a big one to test really how good of a club this Arsenal team is. Uh, we've seen them beat Bournemouth 4 0. We've seen them beat Brentford in like the EFL Cup, the draw to Tottenham. Um, I'm not going to go through their entire season so far. But this is the real test. A three, you know, number two in the table versus number three in the table squad. And we both know how good recently in the last year or two Man City and Arsenal have been. But it matters how good Chelsea is in this match. Again, they have two weeks to prepare for it. Are we have friends that are Arsenal fans? One of my best friends is an Arsenal fan. And my God, if this team loses to them, I will not stop hearing it for months. So this is a big win, not just you know, in the professional standards of us as podcasters, uh, but it is also personal. 
as a Chelsea fan, and I'm also, you know, friendly with, uh, I'm friends with some some kids who are Arsenal fans, you know, where I go to school at college in Syracuse. And we agreed already like a month ago when we saw that the Premier League schedule when Chelsea were playing Arsenal, we marked it in our calendar said we're watching it together. So I'm going to be even watching this match with Arsenal fans. So if it doesn't, it goes one way, it's going to go very deep into that way. Uh, and that's what I have to say there. Peter, your reaction to this Chelsea Arsenal match, what you're looking forward to, what you're certainly not looking forward to. Uh, I am not looking forward to our probable inevitable defeat. I mean, I think we have a possible chance, but realistically, I'm not. It's not looking too good. And then even more so after that, I'm then not look uh, looking forward to like any of the next like ten Premier League games we have because after that, I don't have the schedule pulled up in front of me, but I'm pretty sure we still have within the next ten games we play we play City, we play Tottenham. I think we play Newcastle too. I, we just put, we're playing all the top teams. So we're going to just lose to Arsenal. And then I don't know who we play next, but we're probably also going to lose to City. We're probably also going to lose to Spurs. And I think I said it earlier. Uh, I think it was good that we won this game and created some positivity when we did got some morale because I do think that there, it is going to be quite a, uh, not so good of a run that we're about to go on just because of the, t- the top quality that we're playing. I think we're going to do hopefully well this might be just me coping a tiny bit but i do think we can do okay we usually play well against good teams but uh, i'm just not looking forward to losing but i would be i'm very i'm looking forward to the games because it's always fun when you play against such a good team but the results that will probably occur because of that fun game will not be uh as fun as the game itself we'll say so peter um you're going already into November. We just started in October, my man. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm right now I'm taking in the spooky season. That is Halloween season. I'm, I'm not looking towards Thanksgiving because once you get there, we got the 25 days till Christmas countdown. And that that's a that's you know, you, you throw out November and I'm already thinking Thanksgiving. That's that's a long way in the future for me. So when we're looking at October right now, one thing at a time, we have that Chelsea Arsenal match. Then we have Brentford at the week after that. And I think that's a very winnable match for Chelsea if we're looking really long term. The EFL Cup round of 16 against Blackburn Rovers, not anything I'm thinking about. And then we have what you're what you're uh, specifically referencing the Tottenham and Man City games back to back weeks. That's tough. However, I'm not going to look at it that far in advance. So I'm going to stop there. Um, is there any final thoughts you have just in general on this match on future Chelsea stuff? I think we really covered it all in this episode. Yeah, pretty much. Just say good win, and hopefully, hopefully we keep it going. I I just talked. I was just the a goal very scoring, downer. please. Oh yes, my gosh, let's get four goals every match, shall we? I mean, okay, that's not gonna happen. But please, at least <laughs> one goal every match. Give me something to celebrate in these upcoming matches. I just want. That's all I'm asking for. I'm going into it not expecting a lot. So anything, any positive thing, I would be happy with. So let's just keep this momentum going because I think this is the first time we've had a good chunk of positive momentum in a while. Yes, uh, it's six goals for Chelsea in the last two Premier League matches, uh, which is something that we have not seen in at least a few months. Uh, So let's see if we can keep it going again. No 
game next weekend. It's two weeks until Chelsea face off against Arsenal, but a 4-1 win today against Burnley. And we love that. We also love that you're supporting us and we appreciate it. If you can continue to do that by subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen, follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. And I'm on Twitter at Josh Solo 29. You can also do that rate and review thing on Apple Podcasts. Spotify helps us out. We would appreciate it. Um, I, I want to say hopefully our friend and co-host Alex joins us for the next episode. But honestly, like at the same time, I don't because Chelsea keep winning when he's not here. So I, I, I don't know. I, you know, in spite of, uh, in spite of that, we'll have to wait and see. But I will, what I will say right now is go Blues, go Chelsea. And we will see you next time for another episode of the Talking Blues podcast.